Welcome to the podcast of Life Change Church, where we exist to love people to life change. We hope that this podcast is both challenging and encouraging to you. Enjoy the message. Good morning. We are excited you're here today. And as uh, Daryl said, man, we did. We had a, a great weekend where we took our team out just to, to get refreshed. And I know for me, it's kind of cool. There's a, there's a lot of moving parts that it takes to go and make a Sunday morning happen. And a lot of you are part of that as well. But for us as a leadership team, it was one of the first times where I think we've ever got to be able to like sit together and worship all together without having any responsibility. So it was super cool and just amazing to see the things that, that God is doing. God's done some incredible things the, the last five years as a church, and I think he's only getting started. And again, one of those things that, that really hinders and that, and that is that is, is our lack of prayer and bringing everything to God. So I would challenge you this. I would challenge you right now, start praying for life change, start praying for the next stage. Man, we got some big things that are going to happen this year. If you came to our, our business meeting last week, we, you heard some big vision. There's going to be some cool things that we're releasing. The band is putting out some songs of their own then that you'll be able to download. It's going to be incredible. There's just some, some big things happening. So let's start praying for those things together. And we do have prayer Every second and fourth Sunday of the month, so shameless plug right now, but I'm doing it, right? Every second and fourth Sunday of the month, we have prayer from 6 to 7 p.m. right here at the church. Child care is provided as well, so I would challenge you even to join us in that. But I am excited that you're here because we are continuing our series entitled Jesus. And this is really one of the, the longest series that we've ever done. This is a series we started right after Christmas, and it's going to lead us right into Easter but listen, if we're going to be in a long series, it should be about Jesus, right? Because right? Jesus is the center of everything. If we call ourselves a follower of Christ, guess who we're following? We're following Jesus, right? He's the center of every aspect of our life, right? He should be the focus of everything that we do. So again, Christianity, it started with who Jesus is. It started with what Jesus did for each and every one of us, right? He came, lived a perfect life, died on the cross to pay the ultimate penalty, to pay the penalty that each and every one of us deserve for our own sins, and then was risen again. And he conquered death. He conquered sin because of that. And listen, he conquered death and conquered sin so that we could be connected to our Creator, so that we could be connected to our Heavenly Father. And really, this is what this series is all about, is to get to know Jesus. Because the more we get to know Jesus, the more we get to know God. And we want to know our Heavenly Father. We want to know our Creator. And that's why Jesus is so important. His life was so important to us. His teachings are so important to us. The miracles that He's done, the miracles that He did, there are things that He still wants to work miracles in our life as well. And they're so important to us. His truth and His teachings are actually what sets us free. And again, we see this in John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32. So if you have your Bibles, go there with me. If you don't have a Bible, we always challenge you to download the YouVersion Bible app. You can actually do that right here. If you want to get on our Wi-Fi, our password's easy. One, two, three, four, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I forgot the five. Don't tell anybody though, okay? But you can get there on the Wi-Fi and you can download that app right now so you can have the Bible with you wherever you go. But John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32 says this. It says, to the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So if we call ourselves a follower of Christ, we have to hold to his teachings. 
Right? When we hold to his teachings, meaning, this, meaning that we're in the Bible, we're reading the things that he taught, we're taking those lessons, and we're not only listening to them, but we're also applying them to our life. Right? When we know the truth and we're applying those things to our life, the truth will set us free. The truth will set us free from the bondage the truth of sin. The truth will set us free from the baggage that maybe we're holding on to and the consequences of the things that we've gone through. Listen, some of us, maybe we walked in here today and maybe we've walked in here before feeling like we can't even come into church. Like we, we feel like we're carrying all this baggage, like lightning's going to strike when we do that. Right, but listen, God sent his son for us so that we could be connected back. And when we listen to his son, when we listen to Jesus, when we understand those truths, those truths set us free. Right? And today, I want us to jump in and I want us to look at a teaching of Jesus where he sets us free from the trap of judging others before we look at ourselves. Right? Where he sets us free from the trap of, of focusing on others' issues and not always ourselves. Right? Setting us free from the trap of judgment. Now think about it this way though. How many of you have ever been around a judgmental person before? Right? Everybody should have their hands up right now because we've all been around there. We've all been there before. Like, we've all been wherever you know that somebody's just watching me. Like, Quit glaring at me, bro. Like, get off. Like, what are you looking at? Right? You know you've been there before where if you felt the judgment of others. Listen, the gym is a huge place for this. We're just going to talk about the gym real quick, right? Now, depending, it doesn't even matter what gym you go to. Listen, I know Planet Fitness puts it out there like they're a judgment-free zone. But listen, if you grunt or if you take a big gallon of water, you're out, right? What is that? That's judgment itself. Come on, right? But the gym is a place to do this. And listen, I go to the gym. I, I try to go at least four days a week in the morning. We try to go to the Y. I'll go in there. And I, I, I'll be honest, I catch myself judging others there. This is where judgmental Corbin comes out. Right? If I'm on the treadmill and somebody comes up next to me, you do better believe I'm looking at their treadmill. Like, I want to see, all right, incline, moved it up a little bit, but psh, I still got that. I want to see how fast they're going. I'm like, 6.0, 6.1, what's up now, right? <laughs> you know you look at that stuff and you're like, okay. They went, they went a little bit. They went 30 minutes. That's fine, right? You look at these things. I do, I pass judgment, right? I do that. The gym's a place of judgment. I'll walk through and I'll be looking at people. I'm looking at the plates on the bar. Like, oh, no, that guy's cool. I'm going to keep walking this way and I'll go over here, right? We, we pass certain judgments. There's the guy in there that talks for like 45 minutes straight. And you're like, that's cool, man. You know, this guy just told his wife that he's getting fit and he's trying to be better healthy, but he's just talking about random stuff right now. That's it, right? Listen, I pass judgment on that guy. Some of you are judging me right now because of that. But listen, I was just being real here. But there's times where we pass judgment. Listen, for the gym is a place where we do that. Now, back last, at the end of last summer, I got, in a, uh, I got in a mountain bike accident. I know you guys feel bad. You're like, Corbin, you're a giant kid. Yes, it's true. But I got in a mountain bike accident, and I, I separated my AC joint. And if you know anything about the AC joint, it really affects the motion of a bench press. And if you go into the gym, you might as well, like, you, you know you're going to ask somebody what their bench press is, right? That's just the way it is, guys. But uh, so this, it affects your motion of that. So listen, I was actually, last year, was, I was creeping up. My bench press was getting better. It wasn't great by any stretch of the imagination. But then I had this accident, and I went back in there, and it, like, hurt just to get the bar up. Right? So I'm doing that and it's like shooting this pain up my neck. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm starting from scratch. Like we're at square one. So I put the bar on and then I like, it hurts. So I quickly just run away from it. Like, oh, I'm not doing that today. And like, hopefully nobody saw me there. And then I'm like, oh, I got to start again. So then I put some 10 pound weights on it and I'm going, I'm like, okay, this still really, really hurts, but I'm going to tough it out. Meanwhile, there's this 85 year old lady looking at me like, I could do that. I'm like, don't judge me. Right. But listen, when we do that, we judge people. But here's what we don't know when we judge people. We don't know the full story. 
right? The people looking at me, and again, there were people looking at me because I'm a bigger guy. I should have a little more weight on there. They're looking at me. They didn't know the full story. They didn't know that I'm a giant kid and play in the woods with a bike and get hurt once in a while. Right? They, don't, they would have judged me maybe a different way from there. But again, they don't know things. And I think about it. We sometimes pass judgment without knowing the full story. I mean, think about this. How many of you ever maybe been to the grocery store and you saw a, a pregnant lady shopping in the grocery store? So you look at her and we're like, okay, cool. But then you realize that there's no wedding ring on there. So you're thinking like, all of a sudden you've got stories running through. You're like, man, poor lady, she's going to be raising this kid by herself. She's a single mom. Like, oh, you start feeling bad for her. And you're thinking like, man, I wonder what she did. I wonder what kind of lifestyle she lived. Maybe you didn't agree with that lifestyle before. So you start thinking these things. But what you don't know is that she's a pregnant lady and has swollen fingers. And maybe she can't even get her wedding ring on anymore, right? Again, we don't know the full story. I mean, think about that, that 26-year-old that lives with their parents. And we know we pass judgment on that person. If you're one here today, what, sorry. But right? you're like, oh, oh, man, they're lazy. They're just living in their parents' basement, right? What, what a loser. But what we don't realize is maybe they're working three jobs to pay off student loans. Maybe they're even actually paying rent to their parents, right? Listen, this was actually my wife. When I met her, she's like, yeah, I live in the basement of my parents. I'm like, okay, well, this is going to be a great date. But then I, heard the, then I heard the whole story, right? And then obviously she fell in love with me and we got married. But, but sometimes we don't know the whole story. I mean, if you think about it, right? That homeless person on the side of the road that's begging for money, right? We pass judgment on them. We think, oh, well, it must just be an addict, right? They're addicted to drugs. We don't know their story. We don't know that maybe, maybe they're a product of the foster, of the foster homes and they aged out of foster care. And they didn't have a family to support them. They didn't know how to become an adult. So they were stuck on the streets. And one day they tried drugs really because they had to because it got their heart rate up fast enough so that they could stay warm enough through the night. And we don't know the full story. There's times we don't know the full story. I think too many times we're so quick to pass judgment. I mean, we'll lighten this up a little bit. That was a little heavy, right? We'll lighten this up a little bit. But if you think about it, the royal family in England, right? They're going through some stuff. So we're going we're gonna to go ahead to some passing judgment. You got... Prince Harry and, and What's-Her-Face, they moved back to Canada. And so, you know, like, Prince William's mad. So they actually got a picture of, of Prince William. So let's just, let's just check this out. You're like, what? You can't show that in church, right? No, let's go to the next one real fast. This is what's really happening, right? Listen, the truth is sometimes we see things from different angles. And if you, I did pass this over some certain people that I got their judgment based on it. If you want to know who they are, I'll give you their names so that you can judge them later. But no... But sometimes, sometimes we see things and we're not seeing them from the right angle. Sometimes we're not seeing the whole story. And judgment often happens when we don't know the full full story. And here's what I want us to understand today. Often what you judge in others without the full story is what you're unaware of in your own story. What you judge in others without the full story is often what you're unaware of in your story. There's times we look to others really because we don't want to examine ourselves. The truth is we all have some issues, right? The truth is we have some issues that maybe we're not even aware of. Some issues that maybe we don't want to bring to light quite yet. So what do we do? We look to others. Because the truth is it's easier to point out others' flaws and be completely blind to ourselves, right? It's easy to point out others' flaws and, and really the truth is it makes us feel better about our own. And it makes us feel better about our own mess. It makes us even be able to, to kind of ignore the things going on and keep on ignoring, act like, oh, we got it all together. Because when we pass judgment on others, it's really, it's a good distraction to ourselves. It's a good way to hide the attention from ourselves. So we do it, right? We judge, we try to reveal things about others to get the focus off 
us. And we use judgment really to justify our own anger, to justify some of the issues we may have. We use judgment to really justify maybe a, a hatred that we have stirring in our lives, maybe a jealousy. We use, we, use, we use judgment to cover up a jealousy or even a fear that we have. Right? And often this is what I found to be true, though. What we try to expose the most in others, what we try to reveal the most in others is really the thing that we fear the most about ourselves. It's a scary place to live. Again, what you judge in others without the full story is often what you are unaware of in your story. And it's a trap, right? It's a trap to keep on us living in sin, living really separated from God in certain ways. So Jesus warns us against this, right? He tries to set us free from this with his teaching Specifically, the teaching we find here in Luke chapter 6, verses 37 and 42. So if you would jump with me to Luke chapter 6 here. And in verse 37 says this. It says, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So now let's just stop there for a minute. In this passage, passage of Scripture, here's Jesus, and he's speaking to a large cloud. He's speaking to a, a bunch of people. In fact, this passage of Scripture is known as the Sermon on the Plain, which is kind of a parallel with a, with a sermon that we, we looked at last week in Matthew, which is the Sermon on the Mount. Right? In fact, Jesus even teaches something very similar to this in Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 and 2, which is the Sermon on the Mount. And he says this again. He says, do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So here's Jesus, and he has this principle that he obviously, he, he, he counts as something very important. Like it's something he wants to get across. It's a point he wants to get across. Like it's so much so that he preached this, this multiple times, or at least the same variation of it in different places, in different environments. Right? It's an important message to do not judge. And if you look at this, obviously, this is one of the most quoted scriptures. This is one of those scriptures that people just like to throw out. Some of you are here today like, this is sweet. I already love this church. They're telling me I can get away with anything. Nobody's going to judge me. Nobody, like, you can't judge me, right? You're already thinking this, right? But I'll be honest, if you look at this, I think sometimes this, this passage of scripture is taken to an extreme. See, this passage of scripture should, be, should really lead us to, to do some wrestling. It should lead us to, to, to do some struggling with what, what, what Jesus is trying to say. Number one it just really causes us to wrestle because it honestly, it goes against our human nature, right? By, by nature, naturally, we want to judge. We want to compare ourselves with people, right? Or at least I tell myself that because when I go to the gym, I look at somebody else's treadmill, right? But, but, but if you think about it, right, we, it's natural for us to, to compare ourselves to others. It's, it's natural for us to, to measure up ourselves with others. And what we have to do in order to do that is we judge others, right? So it goes against this. So this should cause some struggle in us. But another way it's to cause some struggle is to really actually help us to dig into Scripture a little more, right? Because, I mean, if you think about it, if you study Scripture, there's actually a righteous way to judge, and we're actually commanded to do so. Like, this was just one of those fun weeks where I was putting a message together, and I'm, like, thinking, like, how am I supposed to preach this? Like, this is one of those crazy times. So I had some pastor friends I went to breakfast with, and they're like, hey, what are you preaching on this week? I'm like, I'm preaching on how we're not supposed to judge while judging at the same time. It's going to be great, Right? Because that's what the Bible says, right? I mean, if you think about it, right, we're called to, to do certain things. Like we're called, if we're a Christian, if we're a follower of Christ, we're called to raise our kids up in a godly way, which means that we have to measure our own children's behavior. We have to judge our own children's behavior. 
Right? If you look at it as, as a church, we're called to spread the gospel to all the world. Right? We're called to share the good news with, with everybody that hasn't heard it, to give them an opportunity to be connected with their Heavenly Father, which means that we have a mission and we have to stay on mission. And when somebody comes along and tries to de- be divisive in that mission, we have to deal with it, right? We have to pass judgment and we have to make some calls on that. So again, you're looking at this and you're thinking like, man, okay, I'm supposed to do all these things. Now, obviously, we, we judge with humility. We're supposed to judge with love. We're supposed to judge thoughtfully. But still, you look at it, judgment is one of those things that we're actually called to do. In fact, over and over in the Old Testament, you see in the book of Deuteronomy where it says, purge evil among you, right? Deuteronomy chapter 13, 17, 19, 21, 22, and 24. Like, go back and read those this week, but it all talks about that. Meaning we have to pass judgment when it comes to others, right? Some of you are thinking like, well, dude, that's just Old Testament. This is Jesus. Like, this is all New Testament stuff, right? Well, this is where it gets really confusing, and this is where I was mad at the Bible this week, right? Because in the New Testament, you have this guy, Paul, who wrote this letter to the Corinthians, and he says this in 1 Corinthians 5, 12 through 13. It isn't my responsibility to judge others, but it certainly is your responsibility to judge those inside the church who are sinning, right? God will judge those on the outside, but the scripture says, you must remove the evil person from among you. So at this point, this is where I threw my Bible and said, come on, like, what am I supposed to do with that? But here's what I want us to understand. I want us to understand the context of this passage. Here's Jesus, and he's saying, do not judge, but he knew his audience, right? He knew in the middle of his audience, he had these uptight religious leaders who looked down on everyone around, right? Who placed walls and a blockade in front of people so that they couldn't get connected to God. And one of the ways they did this was by condemning others, by judging others without even knowing the whole story, right? For them, for the Pharisees, and this is who this group of people were, the Pharisees, condemning and judging others was almost like a sport, right? This is something they enjoy doing as a part of who they were. And it was blocking others from actually connecting with God. So Jesus knows his crowd. Jesus knows that he has these Pharisees in the crowd. So he knows that his words have to be harsh to him. And he knows they have to be stern. They have to be clear. But I think we still need to understand this. Jesus is not saying that we accept evil in our life. He's not saying that we live our lives without rules. He's not saying that we just give up on discernment and anything and, and how we run our lives, right? He's not saying that we are above accountability, that we need no accountability in our life, but he's actually saying the exact opposite. He's telling the crowd, he's telling us to calm down, pointing out the flaws of others. He's telling us to calm down and condemning others. He's telling us to calm down and playing the judge and jury and start with ourselves. Start with ourselves. He's telling us not to condemn people or to sentence people without first looking at ourselves. And here's why. Your relationship with God is just that. It's yours. It starts with you. Right? And Jesus is worried about that. Listen, Jesus loves you so much that he's worried about your relationship with him. Right? He wants you to protect it. He wants you to keep it. He wants you to keep it special. He wants you to watch after it. Right? I think the truth is many times I think we miss out on what God truly wants for us because we're so worried about others. And Jesus is teaching and he's warning us against this. And he's saying it starts with you. And Jesus is also warning against the risk about judging others first. Because the truth is, we risk hypocrisy. When we judge others first without looking at ourselves, we risk the, the, we're running the risk of becoming a hypocrite. Right? We're running the risk of ruining our witness to others. We're running the risk of, of ruining how we share Jesus with others. Again, last week we talked about how we're called to be the salt and the light. Right? We're called to be the salt of the earth, the light of the world. 
And listen, when we judge others without first looking at ourselves, we're ruining our saltiness. And if you remember from last week, it says after that, we're good for nothing. So Jesus is warning us against this, right? He, he knows that what other people see in us, we are, again, we're a reflection of who he is. So he warns us against this. He also is warning us against this because he knows that sometimes we don't know the whole story. And guess what? When you share, when you share some struggles, when you share some information, if you don't share the whole story, what you're doing is you're actually gossiping. And understand this, gossip is a sin. Gossip is a sin. We think, oh, well, it's not a big one, no. No, it hurts people and it hurts you. It hurts your reputation. And Jesus knows this. It separates us from God. That's what sin does. It separates us from God. So Jesus knows this. And he's warning us against this, right? He's warning us against this. He's also warning us to the fact that we're running the risk of being overly critical and we're, we're living a life that's negative, that's, that's pessimistic, right? We're running the risk of even showing a lack of respect to God's children, right? To people he died on a cross for. We're, we're running the risk of, of living in pride and living with anger in our life. So I want to challenge you. Do not judge. Do not condemn. Not because you're above the law. Not because others are above the law. Not because anybody can just do what they want without a consequence. Not because sin's not a d- big deal, but because sin is a huge deal. And more importantly, it's a big deal in our own lives. Right? Start with yourself. Again, this is pretty tough stuff. You hear this and you're like, well, I liked it the other way when people just quote it the other way. That's way better. Can we just go back to that? But that's not what Jesus said, right? Jesus is going in, he's digging deeper and he's talking about this. And this is some tough stuff, but Jesus was the master of this, right? He was the master of teaching some hard lessons, right? He was the master of doing these things. Like he threads the needle to get the truth across. In fact, this is why Jesus spoke in hyperbole and parables. And in fact, he continues with this passage, which is that, a parable. And a parable is this. A parable is just it's a simple story with a, with a deeper meaning. Right, with a deeper meaning hidden inside of it. In fact, like it's, it's, there's some truth that's like not so in your face. It's kind of like smacking your, it's like smacking somebody in the face without them realizing it until like 20 later, 20 minutes later. Like this is what Jesus does. Like he'll he'll just drop some truth bombs. Like, like 20 minutes later, whoa, come on, Jesus, really? This is what he does, and this is how he uses parables because this is how he teaches, and it gets the point across in an incredible way. And in verse 39, it continues and it says this. He said he also told them this parable. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into a pit? The student is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. Right? So he talks about, he says, do not judge. And then he goes into this parable about the blind leading the blind. And here's what's amazing that we can see from this. Here's what we need to grasp. Right? When, we, when we make these judgment calls without knowing the full story, right? when we make these judgment calls, we're often blind to our own issues. When we're quick to judge others, we often have these glaring issues that keep us from actually fixing the problem and we're actually causing more damage. I mean, think about this. Let's just look at the blind leading the blind. So, so Justin's going to be my, uh, my handy-dandy helper today. So if you don't know, uh, I wear contacts. And when I don't wear contacts, I have to wear glasses. So if you ever see me wearing them, it's not because I think they're cool. I, I mean, they, maybe they are not, but, but I actually can't see at all. So when I put glasses on, when I have my contacts in, it's like, it's like blinding, right? So here, Justin, I've got two pairs of glasses, zinni.com, what's up, super cheap, all right, but anyways, and they're dirty, so you can't even see through them anyways, but so here's what happens, right, so Justin's going to put those on, and so, so that's his sin, right, obviously we can see that, you see that he's got something going on, right, but there's something, there's some sin that's blinding him, right, so right now he's probably going to have a headache and he's ready for me to finish this, but what happens is oftentimes we try to fix his blindness, we try to fix his sin while we have a sin of our own, right? So I put this on, and again, 
I can't see real well, and it's really not great. So it's making me pretty sick. Well, what we try to do is I try to say, hey, Justin, why don't you come with me? I'll try to get you. I'll try to, no. So I can't see it. We'll try to take this, these the lenses off. We'll try to fix it without actually being able to see clearly with it. Right? It's the blind leading the blind. So then we'll do that, and then I'll have them walk off. And what we do? We go into places where we shouldn't be going as well. So quick, just great example of that. Let's give Justin just a round of applause. He's actually going to come up here in a second again. But the truth is, that's what it is. When we judge first without looking at ourselves, we're the blind leading the blind. And think how ridiculous that is. Think how ridiculous that is, but we do it so many times. And it's so dangerous as well. Listen, I was going to get my mom's glasses. She's like legally blind, right? I was going to get those. But that would have been a whole other story. That would have been even more dangerous. But it happens. And I think many times this is what we do in our lives. We lead with judgment without knowing the full story. And we're the blind leading the blind. This is as Jesus. He's saying this. He's saying he's giving us warnings against this. And he's saying start with yourself. In fact, he even continues on until a next parable as well here in verse 41. And he says this. He says, why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye. How can you say to your brother, brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And so I love these things because again, they're, they're just really good illustrations. And I think we can read them real quick and you're going through them and then you're walking through them and then later you're like, oh, oh wait, that's what that means. Like, oh, that's the truth you wanted to hear to, to give to me, Jesus. And if you look at it, it's the same thing with the plank and the speck. All right, so Justin, you can come back up. We're going to be sinners again in front of everybody. So Justin, you're lucky. You have a speck-sized sin, which that's a pretty big speck, but it's for everybody to see. So I'm going to be a plank-sized sin. You could call me plank eye. Sweet band from the 1990s. No, they weren't that great, but the name's cool. But here's what happens, right? So listen, this is a lot of times what we have. We have a plank and, and it's in our eye, right? It's something there. And again, plank is something that we often, we might not necessarily know what it is. It's a bigger issue, but it's probably deep down in a root. So there could be anger in there. It could be pride, right? It could be, it could be something that we deal with as far as jealousy. That's maybe not so on the forefront. It's not like, hey, this person has a drinking problem that you can just clearly see. Or, right, this person cusses all the time. That's something that's obviously right on the surface level. But a lot of times we have a plank that goes a little bit deeper. And then we see somebody that has a speck right on their eye. And what we do is we're dealing with this and we're trying to get to them. But check this out. There's no way I can get, oh, see, the perception, number one, is off. I can't even see. And then two, I want to try to help them and there's no way. I can't help them at all because of this. And what I'm doing though is I'm pushing my sin, I'm pushing my struggles, I'm pushing my anger, I'm pushing my pride, and I'm pushing it right on him, right? And it's pushing him away really from where he needs to go. But yet, he still has that speck in his eye. If you think about it, Listen, he doesn't want that speck in his eye, so I gotta get rid of the plank. And I gotta get rid of the plank so that I can help him with that. Justin, one more time, let's give him a round of applause for being a center with us today. Listen, I think too many times we do this, right? We have this bigger sin in our lives, right? We have this bigger sin that we're struggling with, that we're going through. And instead of dealing with it, we're pushing it on others. Right? We're causing others to feel that same pain while they have some issues going on as well. Listen, to be honest, that speck, if you've ever had a speck in your eye, and if you've ever got something in your eye, it can scratch your eye. What do you do? You immediately, you try to get it out, right? You run to the faucet, run water over it so that you can get rid of it because you don't want it in there. But you know what you don't want more? 
You don't want somebody else running their anger, their pride, their judgment. You don't want somebody running their own sin and issues on you while you're trying to get that cleared out. So this is what Jesus is saying. He's saying remove the plank first. Remove the plank first. He's not saying forget about them. He's not saying let them live in sin, not let them live in that pain and the consequences of those things and and that causes. But he says remove the plank first. Again, first take the plank out of your eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. We still need to remove the speck from the brother's eye. right? But listen, we don't do it at the cost of hurting them. So we need to remove the plank first. Think about it. In your life, is there a plank in your eye? Is there some big issue that that's keeping you from actually helping others? Is there something that you're unaware of that you actually need to check out and take care of so that you can help others and that you can help others see who God is so that you can help others connect with God? Again, what you judge in others without the full story is often what you're unaware of in your story. So I want to challenge you. Become aware of your story. Our action steps are real simple. They're coming right from Jesus. Number one is we have to remove the log. We have to remove the log from our eye. We have to remove the plank in our eye. And obviously, that starts with us. This means we actually have to do some, some evaluation of ourselves, right? some self-evaluation. We have to become self-aware. And listen, one of the hardest things to do is become self-aware. We can have some glaring issues, and we can look in our mirror and like, dude, I'm looking good today. But no, we've got to slow down, back up, and maybe look at some things from a different angle. Right? Think about it. In your story, is there something that you're hiding from? In your story, in your life, is there something that you're keeping that you're keeping hidden? Right? Is there an insecurity? And listen, chances are that speck in other people's eyes that drives you so crazy is really touching point to the plank that you're carrying. Because you're so worried that maybe you know what? That speck could come out. People could see that too. But your deeper rooted thing is the plank. I want to challenge you to become self-aware. Dig a little bit deeper into what you're going through. Right? Find out who you are a little bit more. Ask yourself some questions. Ask some things like, man, why do I fear? Like, what, what's the big fear? When I see something that somebody's going through and it's bothering me, what's the fear in myself? Right? What's the log in your eye? Listen, maybe for you, maybe one of you, maybe just to, to realize that maybe you're judgmental. Right? Maybe, you're, maybe you're not self-aware and giving. Right? It's leading with forgiveness and giving. It's judgment based on kindness. If you look at it, it's the example that God gave us. In Romans 2, 4, says this. It says, Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? Listen, if we're trapped in a judgmental mindset, the truth is, the truth is, many times we'll have some contempt for how good God really is. Right? A lot of times we want God, we're, we look at people and think, oh man, when we're judgmental, when we have a judgmental mindset, we look at people and think, oh man, well, they deserve that. That's what they're getting. I'm going to pass it on to them. I'm going to make sure God sees it as well. But listen, God's goal is repentance. God's goal is restoration. That's why He sent Jesus. And it happens through His kindness. And we need to lead with that kindness as well. When we're dealing with others and the things that they're going through, the struggles that they have, the sins they have, we need to lead with that kindness as well, which means we need to lead with forgiveness and giving. Right, so remove this speck by forgiveness. I right, think about this. That thing that you're judging somebody on, what if you forgave them instead of it? Right? What if you could have a conversation with them that's not led in anger, but it's led with love? It's led with forgiveness. It's led with a way that actually teaches them and shows them that they can be forgiven as well. What if we did that? Right, this week, I want to challenge you to do that. Lead with forgiveness. Right, when judgment creeps in this week, I want to challenge you to forgive. Right? 
I challenge you, in your heart, just start saying prayer. Like, God, help me forgive this person right now. God, I don't know why. I don't know why this is bothering me. I don't know why I'm passing judgment on them. But God, let me just forgive them right now. And God, cleanse my heart. Right? And maybe even say it out loud. Right? You may look crazy. If you're by yourself, do it. If you're around people, maybe you shouldn't do it and say it out loud because you might look a little weird. But, but say it out loud. You know, I forgive them for this. Lead with forgiveness. Remove the speck with forgiveness. And then give to them, right? Again, the counterpart of condemnation is actually giving. Again, if you say it and you see this, Jesus says this here in verse 30. He says, give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over it will be poured into your lap. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Listen, we could preach this and get all fired up. And we can wave hankies around like this because that's a good, powerful word right there. That should get you fired up. But it also should lead, it should lead us to give, right? To start with giving. Instead of giving condemnation, we give hope. We give help, right? We give grace to others. And listen, here's how we do it. We can't give hope to someone if we still have a plank in our eye. This doesn't look hopeful. Like, hey, can you go ahead and remove that speck so you can look like this and have more pain? No. you got to remove that, get it out of your eye so that they can look at you and say, you know what, there's hope. There's healing on the other side of this. Give others hope by removing the plank first. I give others grace, the grace that you, the grace that you so want and so, so much desire, give it away. Right? Give it away. Give mercy, give love, and give truth. And yeah, when I say give truth, sometimes people need to know the truth. Right? But they need to ask for it first. When they ask for it, when they ask what's going on, they, there's an open door, take that open door to speak truth. And then finally, give the benefit of the doubt. So give the benefit of the doubt. Chances are you don't know the full story. You don't know everything behind the scenes. You might be looking at it at a different angle. You might be looking at it at a wrong angle. So give the benefit of the doubt. Right? Remove the speck by, by giving and forgiving. And think about, think about what would happen if we did that. Think about the relationships of what would happen if we did that. Right? What if we removed the plank first in our eye? We'd be able to give the healing that others need. Right? We'd be able to remove the speck from their life. And think about the difference that we can make right? in our lives. We would be forgiven, but we could also show others how they could be forgiven as well. Right? We could have direction in our life, but we could also give direction to others. But there would no longer be this, the blind leading the blind. Right? No longer a need for us to hide from ourselves. No longer a need for us to, to become unaware, but we could actually be aware of what's going on in our lives. So I want to challenge you this week. Remove the log first, and then remove the speck next. If you would, as we close, pull out the connection card in the seat back in front of you. Maybe you're here today and maybe for you, maybe your first step in understanding the teachings of Jesus and, that, and allowing those teachings to set you free, maybe it's to make a commitment to him. Maybe you're here today and maybe for you, maybe you've never made a decision to follow him. Maybe you've never made a commitment to follow him because maybe you felt judgment and condemnation for others, from others and they've, they've been hitting you with their plank. They've been hitting you with their struggle all this time and it's been pushing you away. Listen, I want you to let you know. That's not what God intended. God gave His Son for you because He loved you so much. God gave His one and only Son for you. I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to accept that love in your life. If you're here today and you never made a commitment to follow Jesus, what you can do on that connection card is on the first box there says, I want to make a commitment to follow Jesus. Checkmark that box and then believe that God loved you so much that He gave His Son for you. Accept Him as your Lord and Savior. Maybe here today, maybe for you, Maybe you've been that judgmental Christian. Maybe you've been that judgmental Christian where you haven't looked at yourself first, but you've just been passing judgment on others. 
So I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to remove the plank. Maybe for you have a plank in your life. Maybe it's a sin. Maybe it's a hurt. Maybe whatever it is. I want to challenge you to remove it from your life right now. In fact, this week, this, uh, these connection cards will be made completely confidential. So if you write that on there, if that's a sin that you're going through, I'll be the only ones that see that. And that could be a form of confession that you need to do. Okay. I want to challenge you to do it. Remove the plank from your eye. Maybe for you, maybe it's to remove the speck from others. Maybe for you, you've taken this on the other opposite side and you pushed it too far. And like, oh, I'm not supposed to judge. I'm not supposed to help others. Listen, we need to help others. We need to help others live in truth. There may be somebody in your close circle that you actually have the, the responsibility and the opportunity. Maybe for you, maybe it's in your family. Maybe there's a kid you're just letting run wild and you're the only one that actually has the ability to speak in their life, but you're not doing it. Maybe it's time to do it. Listen, I want to challenge you to do that. There's also a place for prayer because where we love to partner with you in prayer. You would take this moment to fill that out completely and then Daryl will be up to explain the next steps. Thank you for listening to the Life Change Church Podcast. If you were here today and you were listening and you made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to hear about it. Or maybe you're here and you're listening and that God is asking you to make the next step with whatever that it is in your life. We would love to hear about it and partner up with you. If you would, go to www.mylifechangechurch.com and under the media section, please fill out the contact us information and let us know if you made a decision to follow Christ. Let us know what God is asking of you. And if you need prayer, we would love to partner up with you in prayer as well. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that it both encouraged and challenged you. Have a great week.